Welcome to the City Park Church Podcast. We are changing the culture of the city through the message of hope. Please share at cityparkchurch.com how God has touched your life through our messages. Thank you for listening. It doesn't. And so we got to take this thing seriously. And homes sometimes can get a little bit messy, can it? They can. And let's face it, if you're, if you're looking for perfect harmony and you think that you and I are always going to see eye to eye, you're probably going to be disappointed because I'm always right. <laughs> you can just ask my wife. <laughs> but if you're looking for home, I promise you that we've come to the right place this morning. Some of my most precious life-changing moments as a believer have been when I've come to the realization that what I was praying for, what I was pleading for, and what I was so desperate for had already been provided and made available to me because of what roof I live under. Because I'm a son in the family of God. Because I belong. And I'm not talking about a building. You see, in my father's home, there is family. And I know that typically one would use the word house. In my father's house, there is family. But I'm choosing to use the word home this morning. Because a house is just a building. But a home is a place of covering, of shared benefits and belonging. Heaven is my home. It's not my house. Do you see the difference this morning? I'm covered. I'm protected. I reap its benefits. It's where I belong. It's what I'm connected to. And it's where I'm loved. In my father's home, there is family. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. In my Father's home there is joy. You will show me the way of life, granted me, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever, Psalm sixteen eleven. In my Father's home there is strength. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble, Psalms 46, 1. In my Father's home there is forgiveness. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. In my Father's home, there is healing. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Psalms 103, 2 and 3. In my Father's home, there is comfort and protection. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod in my father's home, 
there is prosperity and a future. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a home and a future. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Church, that's the home that we're connected to. And together we share in the benefits of heaven's household. Amen? You see, everything we need or will ever need can be found at one address. And again, I'm not talking about a building. Are you following me this morning? So, please don't misunderstand. One of the deepest cries of my heart is to see a full house and to keep a full house. Coming together is important. And there is so much value in doing life together. Would you agree? But what makes a house a home? Have you ever seen the movie Field of Dreams? Let me see a show of hands. So this is a baseball movie starring Kevin Costner. Most baseball movies star Kevin Costner. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I guess he's just a baseball fan. But in this movie, there's this famous quote. And the famous quote goes like this. If you build it, they will come. But they've got it all wrong. Because home isn't built by our hands, and it's so much more than a destination. You see, home isn't found in the coming. It's found in the staying. Let me say that again. Foam home. Phone home. (laughs) Uh, Home isn't found in the coming. It's found in the staying. This house is only a destination. It doesn't become a home until relationship happens. You know what I love most about this building? Us. And I'm pretty connected to it because like many of us, I helped build it. But the answer is us. You see, you can build a house or restore a building, but it doesn't make it a home. People loving God and loving one another. Now that's what makes it a home. But church, there are some people, in fact, there's an entire generation of people who don't know what it means to be home. And so this pours over in the church And we see a lot of coming and we see a lot of going. 
I don't have to tell you that we live in the most isolated time in all of history. People spend more time by themselves than any other time on record. Broken families, technology, entertainment, increased responsibility, moms, dads spending more time away just to make ends meet, disagreements, anger, guilt, shame, all these things tugging and pulling and separating us from this foundation called home. All these things have led us to a place in time where homes have been replaced by empty, lonely, broken houses. I believe there is a plague in the 21st century, and it's not one of flies or frogs or boils or locusts. It's one of loneliness and isolation. We have a generation of people who have no clue what it means to be under the covering and stay under the covering of home. I know this is a little bit heavy this morning, but bear with me because there's good news, church. I believe those things that have made people so lost and so alone have made them so ready for an encounter with God. I believe we are living in a season that is ripe and ready for home. I love it when people come to church for the first time and they say this feels like home. I also love it when people return because they just can't shake this sense of belonging and so they come back home. I want to take us to a story found in the book of Luke. We all know this story as the prodigal son. But this story is so much more than than a lost son. This is a story about a family, a father, And two lost boys. The title of my message this morning is called Coming Home. If you'll turn to Luke 15, 11 through 24, we'll read that together. If you don't have your Bible this morning, you can uh, just watch it there on the monitors. Jesus is teaching us here. He says, uh, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to the fields to feed pigs. He longed to feed his, fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. 
When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was so filled with compassion for him, he ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring me my robe and put, put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. So how do we as a church increase the coming in and decrease the going out? And I'm not talking about those who leave well. Or for the right reasons. And I believe this is a question that every church should be asking because of the days we live in. Because this idea of home has lost its place in the world. Replaced by the pursuit of selfish ambition, survival, wounded by abuse, neglect, addiction, and throwaway relationships. So in today's world, what does it take to make a house a home? How do we reach those who long for belonging but don't know and understand the concept of home? How do we help facilitate a healthy atmosphere to those who have been wounded at home? I believe there are a lot of people out there who have encountered God, but have never experienced what it truly means to be home. There's this disconnect in our world today, and that the Father, and only the Father's love can restore. And that's where you and I come in, because we are carriers of home. Years ago, I listened to a man, a leader in the church, that claimed to be something that he wasn't. And I've, I've talked about him from time to time. But I was young and naive. And at the time, I allowed him to be the voice of reason and authority in my life. He told me that it would be best if I stayed away from home. If I separated myself from my family. And that should have been my first red flag. In fact, if I tried to connect with them, something terrible might happen. And regrettably, out of fear, I listened. You see, the enemy knows that we long and need home. And he used this man to separate me from those who love me most in this world. So I kept my family away. I kept myself away for years. 
Until one day, this man's kingdom came crashing down, leaving many of us broken and homeless. For the first time in my life, I knew what it felt like to be homeless. You can't appreciate the true meaning of home without first knowing what it's like to be homeless. And I'm not talking about a building. I don't think I have to tell you that I wrestled with a lot of guilt and shame. I remember driving to my parents' house. And I remember just circling the block over and over and over again. But because of shame, I just, I just couldn't make my way to the front door. The voices of shame. You see, the, the voices of shame kept me from going all the way home. Until one day I found myself standing at the door. And it took everything in me to knock. And before I could turn and and run away, my mother steps outside. And the only thing that I remember is hearing her voice calling out to my dad, Lee, my dad's name is Lee, 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 Donnie has come home. I'm confident that if they had known that I had been circling the house for months, that they would have chased me down the street. That's how they received me back into their lives. Back into their home. There was no talk about what I had done or the pain that I had caused them. There was just this overwhelming sense of love and belonging coupled with this spirit of celebration. Dawn had come home. When the prodigal son headed back home, it says the father saw him from a great distance. Keep in mind that the son had blown through his inheritance. The scripture says he squandered his wealth on wild living. He was burdened with guilt and shame. And the only thing he hoped for was the the position of a servant. He said to his father, I have sinned against heaven and I have sinned against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son Make me like one of your hired servants. And so the son, he carried this guilt and shame as he walked toward his father's home. Perhaps he could earn his way back and serve in his father's house. But it says the father sees him from a great distance. And before anyone else can get to him and listen, This is important. Before anybody else can get to him and say, you have no place here. You no longer belong because of what you have done. 
Before that can happen, the Father calls out to him and lets everyone know, everyone know who's watching, everyone know who's listening, everyone know who's judging. There is my son. Grab my finest robe. Now bring me my ring. Fetch me my sandals and kill the fattened calf. Let's get ready to party. My son has come home and the father runs out to meet him. He covers him with his robe. He's saying you're covered. You're mine. You belong. He places the ring on his finger. The ring is a symbol of authority and position. He puts sandals on his feet. Servants didn't wear sandals. That was something worn by those of privilege and belonging. The father did this because he wanted everyone to know this young man is not going to serve me. I hold nothing against him. He is my son. How do we increase the coming in and decrease the going out? We learn to love people like this. Church, there's also an older brother in the story. But he separated himself from the celebration. He stepped out of home. And so we're going to continue reading in Luke Continue with verse 28 through 32. It says, The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you. (laughs) And never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat. So I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him? Now watch how the father responds. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. He's coming home. You see, church, if not guarded, there is an older brother that rises up and it's this voice that says, I have earned my place. My position here. I've been here all along. And I deserve what I have. Now you who have come after me. You who have stepped away and returned. You who have done me wrong. Get in line behind me. You see one son carried guilt. And wanted to return home as a servant. The other son was bound by selfishness. And became a servant at home. You see, the key to belonging, to home, 
can never be bought, paid for, purchased, or earned. The understanding of home is found in the message of grace. We find home when we learn to love like the Father loves, with no conditions, no debt to pay, no regret, guilt, or shame to carry. Only this overwhelming sense that says, I belong. You can't appreciate the true meaning of home without first knowing what it's like to be homeless. And I'm not talking about a building. You see, God is passionate. Passionate about bringing his kids home. Church, that's the cry of heaven. What was once lost has now been found. But what about my guilt? And what about my shame? Because I carried it. Pastor Don, I have a debt to pay. But the Father, He covers you with His robe. And He says, What debt? Today we celebrate. Today you've come home. There's something about home. If this if this morning you're asking yourself, what makes this house a home? It's people loving God and loving one another. This morning, if you feel lost, I want to invite you home. So I'm going to ask everybody to close your eyes. And we're just going to pray. For those of you who have felt a little bit lost and you feel it's time to come home, I just want you to raise your hands this morning. We're just going to pray a general prayer. I want everybody to join me. And just repeat after me, Father. Father, thank you for home. Thank you that the doors are always open. Thank you, God, that you welcome us in. That that you receive us and we get to enjoy all the benefits of home. It's good to be in the family of God. In Jesus' name, amen.
men. You see, in my father's home, there is joy, strength, family, forgiveness, healing, protection, prosperity, future, relationship. How blessed is God and what a blessing He is. He's the Father of our Master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to high places of blessing in Him. Long before He laid down earth's foundations, He had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of His love, to be made whole and holy by His love. Long, long ago, He decided to adopt us into His family through Christ Jesus, What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. There's simply no place like home. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask the prayer team to go ahead and come forward. It's time to receive a little bit of that lavish gift giving. Amen. If, if you have a need this morning, if maybe you're a little bit under the weather, there's a lot of colds and sicknesses going around, uh, please go ahead and come forward and let, let our pastors, our prayer team pray for you today. But until we meet again next week, church, remember Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, we have prayer time. It's important, church, to come together and pray as a family of believers. God does amazing things through prayer. Amazing. Heaven's open. Heaven's open through the prayers of his people. Needs are met through the prayers of his people. But we've got to come together to do that. We all know that there's a lot going on in the world, right? God can intervene in anything and does intervene in everything. So come, let's let's meet together on Wednesday. Don't forget. But until we see each other again, it was good to be home this morning. It was good to be in church. Have a blessed day. God bless you.